Welcome, fellow adventurers, lore keepers, and board wanderers into our fifth edition real play D&D podcast. I am Edison Myers, and I will be your DM this evening as always. Welcome back, my wonderful party at Adventurers. How's it going, Ed? Pretty good. <laughs> Hello. Excited yep. to be here. <laughs> this time, I believe our wonderful tur- turtle friend, Sonora, would like to do our recap this evening. Sure. So our party returns to the kingdom of Volti. We are welcomed back with the cheers as heroes, although the princess too has been a hero of her own story. All of us then go about our business getting ready for the wedding and celebration. The wedding commences. It is a lovely ceremony. And afterwards, there is a ball with some music and some tomfoolery. Embaro <laughs> um, uh, seems smitten by a maiden with two right feet who asks him to dance. And later on, Darak tries to heckle Edinburgh. Um, however, he has run into some hygiene issues uh, and goes off to take a swim in a vat of vinegar. And then I administer some pre-healing potions to a few of my comrades who have partied a little bit too much so that they may feel better the next day. And afterwards, we go on and have a few peaceful days in the kingdom. Perfect. Thank you, Sonora. You are of course. wonderful and filled with facts as always. <laughs> <laughs> so I welcome all of you back into the elements. So after this exciting adventure, saving a princess and helping your town on its next journey, everything goes back to normal. You're doing your normal jobs in town. Um, Any things you'd like to do, you can um, do at this time. One thing I would say you were able to do as time passed, you acquired a few items that you were able to keep and as a group were able to find out what they are. So I will go ahead and let you know right now. Uh, you had a few potions, which I think you had already figured out were a potion of healing and a potion of climbing. There is a dust of disappearance found in a small packet. This powder resembles very fine sand. There is enough of it for one use. When you use an action to throw the dust into the air, you and each creature and object within 10 feet of you become 
invisible for 2d4 minutes. The, dura the duration is the same for all subjects and the dust is consumed. When its magic takes effect, if a creature affected by the dust attacks or casts a spell, the invisibility ends for that creature. Um, and then you also got a ring, which is a ring of swimming, which I think you can guess what that is, but I will give you... Let's see, fly, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you figured it out. Breathe underwater. That's what it does. Run faster. You automatically win D&D. &D. Nice. <laughs> the end. So it is just, it is a ring of swimming. It, you have a swimming speed of 40 feet while wearing this ring. And it doesn't require attunement or anything. It just gives you a swim speed. Nice. And then there was a spell scroll. And that spell scroll um, is a spell scroll of identify. Might come in handy from time to time. You can cast the spell identify to figure out what a object is and it will consume the, the scroll. And however you all oh. would like to split that stuff up. And then you also had some gems and some one gold. use, right? Yes. I also have the breakdown of how much gems, gold, silver, and copper we have. Perfect. So as a group, I'll let you guys kind of decide where you want those things to go. I, I'm definitely going to make the best use of those scroll spells, so uh, you know, I'll do <laughs> I, I would like the dust. <laughs> I would like the healing potion. What was the other potion again? It was a potion of climbing. Okay. Which I should probably give you the description of that too. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I could take that one. Who needs to swim better? Probably me, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I no, I pretty good athletics, so. Got all that armor, though. Yeah, and the potion of climbing. When you drink this potion, you gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed for one hour. During this time, you have advantage on strength athletic checks you make to climb. The potion is separated into brown, silver, and gray layers resembling bands of stone. Shaking the bottle fails to mix the colors. So does that mean Pal ended up with the ring of swimming? We could or give it to the turtle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sure. I mean, no one else will take it. I'll take it. Sure. And so then it truly has the identify scroll. Sure. And I can just like divide up the money evenly between all of us or as evenly as I can because I don't think any of these divide by one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I mean, it's evenly as possible and if there's like a uh, negative split. You can you can give it to me. I don't mind. Okay, so I'll, I'll take the small share if there is one. So it's two gems each. What are those um, valued at again? Ten gold. Okay. It was seventy-eight gold, which divides to fifteen point six. So that's seventy. Five, so it's 15 each with three left over. 
We we could start kind of a group fund with that three. Yeah, we could do that. Um, I can keep track of that in my notebook. Group fund, three gold. Uh, 16 silver each with one silver in the group fund. Um, six copper each with three in the group fund. So 15 gold, 16 silver, and how much copper? Six copper. Six, okay. Yep, and then two gems. Okay, so for all of you, um, everything's gone back to normal. Uh, at this point, a few weeks time go by. Boredom starts to set in. Everything's just, you know, as it was. There is one thing that's come of this so far is when you see each other in town, you smile and see a friend at this point. Salute. Strike four. <laughs> and so one thing I would like to do with this session is I'm going to speak with each of you kind of individually and I'm going to go over something that happens during this time for each of you individually. Um, and unless anybody wants to do anything in particular right now, I will go ahead and jump into this. Nope, sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so I am going to start just outside of town in a small hut with clinking vials and things and smells of incense and herbs and everything as Sonora spends some time as you've been back in town you've kind of gone back to your duties of helping by being an apothecary and um, making concoctions for people and healing any minor things and the stuff that you were doing before. You take a day of meditation, focusing on what needs to be done. Now that something that you were here to help protect is missing and in your meditation, you're thinking over everything that happened, the town you're in, and as you rest and try to get into that point of peace, small sense of dread is ever present. One thing that you really noticed that wasn't noticed before, somewhere in the back of your mind, you have a sense of these artifacts that you know of. And at first, you thought that sense was just the knowledge of them. But what you realize in this meditation is that that small sense 
is a small, faint connection to each of them. You know how important these are, which is part of why you originally decided to help seek out the princess. While you are focusing on these four, the one of stone blinks out. You have no more sense of it on this plane of existence. It is no longer here. The other three are, but now you start to worry that something will happen to the rest of them and something very dark and very powerful and very dangerous could happen if all of those fall into the wrong hands. With that knowledge, you come out of your meditative state. What would you like to do with that knowledge? Any idea? I'm going to mull it over for the time being. Um, and I have a sense that I will share it with at least one of my comrades, um, but not quite yet. I'm still trying to figure out what some of those meditative visions meant. Okay. With thinking of talking to your friends, you would know that you have some knowledge of where to start to possibly find where these other stones are. You met a elf of sorts at one point in time. He went by the name of Abe and he is usually located in the town of Shearcliff. There is a old library there that has a lot of information. And you know that Abe has a home close to there so he can do his research. Um, you had first heard about him just kind of looking for any information and he is an archeologist of sorts um, known to dive and seek out certain artifacts, but always to protect them, never. He has some reasons for them, but you never sensed anything dark from him. I think if I approach one of my colleagues, it would be Edinburgh because he seems like very reserved and, and prudent sort. Uh, and he could probably keep it under wraps until we figured out what we want to do and how we want to disseminate that information to the rest of the party. Perfect. Um, and that works perfectly because that's where I plan to go next. So as you start walking up, knowing that the bodies from the guards that fell trying to protect Aldia originally had been brought back to town. He has been preparing pyres for them. So you head to where the pyres are 
and then we will cut to Edinburgh. The Whoa. the bodies have been brought brought back to you, so that you can prepare them. Okay. Um, you have the help of the assistants that you had before. I probably um, have them out collecting logs as I'm stacking the piles. And you have gained a little bit more respect from them after your time saving the princess, which has made things easier for you. You're not having to wait more, for them to be late. More dedicated in that. Okay. Yeah. So they prepare everything. If you want to say anything about how you set up the pyres or anything, you can do that. Yeah. So it's kind of like a log pattern or a log cabin pattern um on the base and stacks it up about six high um the logs are probably anywhere between six to eight feet long um and then he just kind of like fills the center of it to be able to uh lay the body directly on top of it and um they always the pyres have one log that sticks up and um the handle of a sword at the base of it so it's like one sword is sticking up so when it ignites it's like the base of the sword um or the sword lights up because tempest's symbol is the flaming sword just realized that might look like an upside down cross at that point but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay different world means different yep. things it's fine exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> fantasy yeah <laughs> uh, so standing actually, sorry last thing yeah. i would sit them up against the uh one log sticking up as well so they were sitting rather than lying okay sitting at rest um and as you are standing in front of the burning funeral pyre, pyre staring into the bodies tempest thanks you burning away, saying your rights to them. Um, your vision just starts to focus and you just kind of start to stare. Staring into the flames, you see what looks to be four artifacts that all look to be in an hourglass-shaped object with different elements floating inside. The one with stones inside seems to blink out. The others swirl and start to, to blink out one by one until they're all gone. You start looking around. You no longer see the people that have come to watch these funerals and say their goodbyes. You see the town, you see people living their lives. Going day by day, everything seems normal, smiling faces. But as you're looking, the fire extends past you from the fire, whipping it like snakes throughout. This is all just in my head, or does it feel real to me? It feels where, real currently. Starts 
they start going out. The mountain that you live atop shakes and cracks. Flame and magma burst from it. The town and people you care for explode into flame and all that remains is ashen shadows. You blink and you are in front of the burning pyre. A voice comes to you saying, protect the artifacts. Save the things you love. Um, last question is, after hearing that, would I be able to recall the order that they were blinked out in? Actually, no, you wouldn't. You just say the uh, stone just, one, and then they just started spinning and then just disappearing. Oh, okay. So it was like so fast that it was... Yeah. Okay. Um, it, you, you would gather with that that it's... You're not sure. Um, there is no... That is the future. It hasn't happened yet. Got it. So it could be any one. Any order. Okay. Yep. I swear to you, Foe Hammer. I'll do what I can. As you say that, it almost feels like a reassuring hand goes on your shoulder. You look, but there's nothing there. And then as you look over like that side, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, when I snapped back to and saw the pyre, I probably would have backed off for a second and been, like, at, in a shock, and then that hand would have calmed me. Yep. <laughs> and as you look for the hand and don't see anyone standing there, you see a f familiar figure walking up the path. Your friend and ally, Sonora Tortuga, approaching you. Sonora, what brings you to these parts? I wanted to talk with you in private. It's just the dead that are listening here. I have been meditating this past day, and what I see in my meditative visions disturbs me. So I thought I would seek out one of my comrades uh, as a confidant, uh, Perhaps we could think upon what it might mean and what our path forward might be. You say you've been having these visions. I actually just yes. finished one myself. Ah. Uh, what did yours did consist they, of? The artifacts that the princess was bringing that were stolen. They are in grave danger. One of them may already be gone. And... The others, if they fall into the wrong hands, I fear something terrible may happen. You can see that Edinburgh has like a knowing look as to what you're going to say next almost the whole time. And says, it's strange because that's much what Tempest spoke to me and said. He told us, he told me to save the artifacts and the people I love. Then there may still be time if we act quickly. I will devote everything I can for the full hammer. 
And if you wish to come along as well, which is looking like we're going this way, it'd be an honor to have you at my side. I would be honored to accompany you. Do you know where we should begin? I might have an idea. I learned nothing of where to even begin. But maybe he set me on this path knowing that it would come across. There is an elven man, an archaeologist of sorts, who has a special interest in protecting artifacts. I propose that we seek him out and ask for his guidance. He is in a town called Sharecliff. What does this man go by? He goes by Abe. I do not know of his last name. Sorry, you said Sharecliff? Sharecliff, yes. Okay. I think this is a good place to start, though we shouldn't go it alone. No, we should probably rally our comrades to the cause if you think they would be willing. Uh, I think Pal, in particular, (laughs) is just willing to go along for whatever seems cool, in his his own words. (sighs) Yes. As you reflect on Pal, (laughs) 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 we will take this time to go to Pal. Um, Pal, was there anything that you would be working on in your time? Um, You've had a few days off um, with a honeymoon period. Uh, You don't really need to do as much gardening as you usually do. Cool. So so like the 10% of gardening I do, I don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pal would just be uh, essentially partying it up he would uh you know spend some some uh time with with uh you know so, some romantic interests and uh he um would uh find some some various uh recreational activities magic mushrooms and the like <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of nerds hey guys this is jeremy and I just want to say thank you so much for supporting us here at the Nerdy Niche. And uh, we will be right back with more of this awesome show right after this word from our sponsor. Wow, Jeremy, today's niche is super nerdy. That's why we do this, Ed. Speaking of that, Jeremy, how was a nerdy dad able to start a podcast? That's easy, Ed. I use the Anchor app. It's an amazing tool anyone can use to start and distribute their podcast to millions of listeners. Does it cost over 9,000 bucks to get started using it? No, man, it's free. I'm really starting to nerd out about this. Why don't you lay down some nerdy knowledge for us, Jeremy? Sounds good, Ed. Let's drop it. Anchor gives you all the creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or even your mobile phone. It distributes it so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more services. You can also make money from your podcast, even if you only have a couple fanboys listening to it. Honestly, Anchor has everything you need to make a great podcast in one place. And if you disagree, you can fight me. Anchor really seems like they've found a niche for everyone. 
Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Um, speaking of that, after one night of particularly strong mushrooms, you a nice, seemingly dreamless night, woke up in the morning, ventured to the kitchen. Um, so actually, I uh, you wake up in the morning, stretch and head to the kitchen. You hear a deep voice hum coming from the kitchen. I'll open the I'll open the door and shout, "What are you doing?" Okay, um, doing that. Open the door. What are you doing? Uh, expecting to see you know, maybe the dwarf cook. You see instead. A very strange sight. The statue in your family home of Paylor stands over a stove, humming and moving around, cooking something. <laughs> hey, great, 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 Grandpa Paylor, how you doing? Oh, pal, good to see you. How's it going, bro? What you cooking over there? I'm cooking up your destiny. Smells good, bro. As do they all. Um, what, do, what do I owe the visit? You know of your birthright. It is finally time. I know, pal, that you believe your reason for being the chosen is because you're biggest, oldest, and strongest. That is not true. You have what it takes to stop something terrible. What do I need to do, Grandpa? You recently found a group, saved someone, might have been preparation for something that truly needs to be handled. Just point me in that direction and I'm on it. There used to be far before the time of mortals this was just a rock. This whole plane was a rock. Nothing to it. When the gods came, we helped shape it. There are things that still exist that helped us in that. One of them is no longer on this plane. It has been taken by something that I cannot see. These things that went, one went missing can open gateways to other planes, which is what you are here for, to stop them. And the people that you have traveled with before 
can use your aid, not just from your strength, but from your kind heart and your joy. They're a bit of a sour bunch. Tell me about it, bro. You might be the sweet ingredient that makes it all work. I, I, I'm honored, Grandpa. I'll do anything I can to help you. You are chosen for a reason, pal. Now, and he takes up a ladle that has a little bit of this almost like glowing soup. He goes, give it a taste. He'll, he'll take it and sip it. As you do, you wake up. He just, he just gets up and goes, man, those are some good mushrooms. I got to <laughs> tell Greg. <laughs> then he's, he's going to get up and go uh, to find uh, Kel. Okay. Kel. Yes. Um, as the weeks have gone by, your watches grow dull. Your your visits with the prince grow fewer. You tasted travel and the excitement of being a hero. And now you just sit on a guard post with a nagging feeling that something slipped through your fingers. You have always strove for excellence and being trained how you have you only look for success and even though you know and you know that there was nothing you could have done that the thing that was going with the princess was already gone by the time you got there you still feel in your heart that you failed. I would probably um, like during my free time when I'm not actually on watch, like go fly like the perimeter of the city, like out mm-hmm. over the forest, but not too far frequently now. <laughs> yep. yep. So you go on your watches, you um, circle and scout spending most of your time doing that. You still have a few breakfasts with the prince and the princess, but it's not the same. Um, sadly, you feel less needed here like you have in the past. But one day as you sit kind of a little down, that familiar glint catches your eye. Luckily, you're not on guard duty today. You're just kind of circling. I still reflexively look around to make sure that, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Master Sergeant Z is nowhere around. (laughs) You instinctively look and then you don't don't see him and you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then you head towards the prince. Flying in, um, 
he's standing there. Erebos is there uh, with Aldea. I, I land and give my customary bow, despite the fact that I know I don't have to. Oh. Uh, you hear Aldea go, they're always so formal, aren't they? He goes, <laughs> yes, I give them shit for it all the time. I'm just kind of stand up and like ruffle my feathers in amusement. <laughs> Um, Erebos says, Arkeagle, as always, it is wonderful to see you. I'm sorry I haven't been as present recently. There's no need to apologize, Your Highness. I understand you are quite busy with many matters. Speaking of matters, um, we, and he turns and looks at Aldia and says, have a request and then Alia says yes I have been very concerned recently the artifact that went missing has always been in our town it is the shifting stone and I never thought too much of it that it was just an old artifact from a different time. But after the elaborate means of taking it and the uncomfortable meetings that I saw going by through the mirror about the object, I fear that it's something more powerful than we have ever known. And I have heard tell that there are similar ones. So I would, I would meet her eyes and say, I must confess that it has not sat well with me recently that although we were able to get you to safety, your artifact was lost to those odd people in the forest. From first meeting you, I could tell you had a keen eye and a strong heart. And from talking to Erebos, I couldn't be more right. And Erebos speaks up and says, what we're trying to get at is we want to send a group out to look for this object and any others like it to try to protect them from whatever is trying to take them for whatever devious means. I, as my father would normally request, um, suggested Dorak, but, and um, Aldia speaks up, he sounded to me like a brute and when I met him at the party, he didn't have great hygiene either. Cal uh, just like kind of inclines their head and just like, he is certainly an interesting fellow. However, I do believe that um, his brother would be more trustworthy than he. Which is Ettenbror, if I understand right? Correct. Um, he was in the party that rescued you in the forest. 
which I've been very confused by because he was a great warrior, very kind, very good at what he did. But when I've asked around about him, it's very little known. Um, he's also been referred to as a runt brother. I don't quite know what that means. Kel just kind of like ruffles their feathers, not really sure how to respond because like, it's not like they were really close with Edinburgh before uh-huh. this or anything. Um, they're like, from what I know, he tends to stay out of the spotlight um, building the pyres in the graveyard. Which is important. It is. Which is also why I was confused that he wasn't given the respect that I believe he deserves. Um, but what we, we would like to ask, and um, Erebos speaks up, we would like you to lead the group. There is no one I trust more than you. So Kel looks very taken aback by this. Like, me? I, I don't even have command within the Stormforce. Are, are you sure, Erebos? I've never trusted anyone more with my life or the lives of the people in this town as you. So Kel thinks for a moment and then gets to a knee and bows their head. Says, I vow that I will carry out whatever you shall have me do. My daggers are yours. Um. He kind of bows his head to you and says, thank you, Arkeekal. And can we stop with the formalities now? They, they hop up to their feet and just kind of like nudge him on the shoulder. Like, come on. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, the kill I know. Uh, and they, they look around for a second and go, where's Pal? He's on I a day know. off. Yeah. Hmm. I just feel like if he were to find out about this and that he wasn't present, oh, I will never hear the end of this. (laughs) Well, that's good because Alvia speaks up. We would like you to choose who goes with you. You can take whoever you'd like. It could take you all over. You might not want a large group. We leave this in your trusted hands. I think you had a good group before, but I'll let you decide. I do believe that they will probably be the first I go to consult about this. Um, And they would bow, say, may I take my leave now, your highnesses? With like a glint in their eye. Like, you know, at this point they're being formal just to kind of be formal. (laughs) Erebos goes, it will... I think it will be good for you to to get out of here. You're you're getting a little bit on my shit list at this point. <laughs> a mock, like heartbroken, shocked look. <gasps> Erebos, <laughs> how could you? <laughs> Everybody, they both laugh, um, and you are welcome to take your leave. <laughs> Now I will go to Thule. Thule, uh, 
you're back in your normal routine, making sure that the king and all his wishes are taken care of, keeping everyone on task, but still enjoying your parties at night. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Parties? What parties? Is there anything that you would in particular have been doing in this this time? I think at some point I would have like after work was done when I was kind of back in my my room sat down and started to write a letter to my family and like about halfway through stop and and like crinkle it up and throw it away. Um, when you're doing that and you're in your room going through kind of like toss it and you kind of when you toss it you kind of kick your bag by mistake and um, you you hear a little clink of metal in it opening your bag but you kind of see what clinked you see something that you had noticed that you had picked up before you kind of forgot about there is a mirror that you had found at the camp that you had heard was spoken through at the time. Kind of glance at it, you kind of pulled it out, um, realizing what it was. When you pull it out and you glance in it, you see your reflection. But then all the ha- hairs on the back of your neck stand up. As you see in the mirror, a shadowy figure looms behind your reflection. You turn immediately in, turn around. <laughs> yep. Turn around, look, there's nothing behind you. You look back in the mirror, the figure is still there. You can't make out details of the figure shrouded in darkness. The only thing you can make out is that its figure is very tall, very long limbs. A voice comes from the mirror. I'm not answering it. (laughs) If you have this object, are you one of the ones who rescued the princess? A quiet one, a one that thinks it has the answers. I smell a connection between planes on you. Have you traveled? I travel all the time. There's the voice, the voice of the one that peers upon the twilight's shadow. Now you lay dormant in a plane of material. I once was able to walk between planes from just a step, like through a threshold. Now they're locked for no reason for greed of gods. 
wouldn't you like to step between planes back home whenever you'd like? Not really. Don't be smug. If you saved the princess, you think you might be the hero of your story. And me a monster. Well. I didn't say it. Everyone is a hero in their own story. Think on that. Thule. The one born of Jin. When it hasn't talked for a while, I'm going to peek in the mirror. You peek in the mirror. And as you peek into the mirror, you don't see the figure anymore. You see what looks like falling dried dead leaves. And as you're glancing, they get more frequent and heavier until the entire reflection is covered in leaves. And then it vanishes and there's just your reflection in the mirror. I'm going to grab like a loose piece of cloth, like a scarf or something and wrap the mirror up and stick it back in my bag. Okay. Um, So you do that. And then as you stand up to like leave your room um, and you step, there's a small crunching sound and you look down and there's a small pile of dead dried leaves directly under your feet. Okay. I'm going to go try to find everybody else who was <laughs> with me at the, <laughs> the camp. Um, so you start heading down the, the hall rather quickly. Um, and about this time, you just kind of, you turn a corner and there is a large looming figure standing in Jeez. front of you and you kind of, and Pal is standing there like just heading back hey julie what's up yeah i've had an interesting few moments um you really shouldn't loom around corners like that (laughs) uh didn't know i was doing that um i i think we should find um Kel and Edinburgh and Sonora. I I agree. I, I uh, had a really like bad trip last night. I need to I need to talk to them about it. Yeah, I did not take any drugs, and also had interesting experience. Well, that's that that's weird. I mean, like, why didn't you do any drugs last night? <laughs> work <laughs> that's not important right now that is Let's... no excuse <laughs> all right and then we'll continue on to try to find the rest of the group and and while I... we're doing it i'm going to describe in great detail my conversation with my great 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 grandpa i will be seeking out al <laughs> first of all of the group okay. so you're seeking pal you run into 
Pell, accompanied by Tuli. Um, Tuli, are you still like looking super freaked out? I'm half, half a little freaked out, but trying to pay as good of attention as I can to Pal's trip story. <laughs> every time you walk down the, as you're walking down the hall, every time you pass a mirror, you kind of like, <laughs> yeah, glance away a little bit. Check for leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just like briskly approach. Hey guys. What's hey. up? Just the person we were looking for. Why is everybody looking for me today? Because you're super cool. Well, I was looking for you. They just breeze over. But first, Tuli, are you all right? Should we move this mirror that's on the wall here? That would be nice. Yeah. Do you remember that mirror that we picked up? Um, whenever we found the princess. Oh, the one that had that, the, the, someone was talking through it, correct? Yes. yes. Well, and then I'll go into what just happened with the mirror. Um, Kel just blinks. It's like, well, I understand why you don't want to stand near a mirror. Hmm. <laughs> so, so are you sure you didn't go see an elf fellow in an alley last week? I can uh, show you the pile of leaves. In fact, I think there's still one stuck to my foot. <laughs> I just I didn't look at Palio. Not everybody needs to have mushrooms to have weird visions. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna... They're also kind of looking at Thule. Like, are you sure you're getting enough sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I pull out a little bag of the leftover mushrooms. I'm like, but we could. Um, no. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, just had a chat with, um, Aldia and Erebos, um, and I think we should go and find Edinburgh and Sonora. Um, they would like for us to go find those artifacts. Well, specifically, they said they would like to send some people, and I think that we would be a good group to do so. Gotta, gotta go gather the party pooper brigade. He'll put the mushrooms away. <laughs> um, you start walking out of the castle at about the same time that Ettenroar and Sonora are approaching as well. Yeah. Just the people we're looking for. Very, very good timing on everyone today. It seems to be odd because that is what we were planning on doing too, trying to find you all. Well, well. Um, so I would relay to Edinburgh and Sonora that the prince um, and princess are looking for someone to go find the artifacts, essentially describing everything, uh, minus the fact that they wanted to put me in charge. As that's being explained, I would kind of look, or like after it's explained, I would look at Sonora with a like confused look, like... You were told to seek out the artifacts by the prince and the princess, right? Uh, At this point, king, queen, now, huh? Whatever. Prince and princess, still. Prince and princess. Um, yes, 
they they are very concerned about missing artifact and the ones that could be potentially related. Seems the gods are on the same page because Tempest spoke directly to me and showed me images of the artifacts. Grandpa Paylor sent me here too. All right, so we're all the gods are having weird visions. I wish mine had been a god. (laughs) What was yours? Creepy shadow guy in a mirror. What are you guys all like drinking before bed? <laughs> Kel's just like, I have had a boring couple weeks, <laughs> and here's everyone else having visions. <laughs> I, I, I paid for it, so you know. <laughs> um, Kel is now eyeing those mushrooms. Like, maybe I should jump on board with this here. <laughs> Sonora will will pipe up and say, I do not know where the artifacts can be found, but I do know of someone who might help guide us to them. Well, perhaps that's where we should start. Lead the way, Tortle. And with that, we will pick up next time into the elements. As your next chapter begins for something that could be catastrophic. So thank all of you listeners and wonderful adventurers out there for joining us, getting a little bit of an escape from the crazy real world and enjoying some time with our friends here on Into the Elements. Thank you everybody for joining us. If you'd like to reach out to us on our social medias, you can find us Just search The Nerdy Niche on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or you can email us at thenerdynichepod at gmail.com. And uh, see you guys next time, and keep it nerdy out there.